With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Hello, my friends. It's your buddy, Phil, Project Management Trainer and Coach. Today, we're going to take a look at the PMBOK Guide 7th Edition. And I'm going to be sharing with you certain reasons why I believe you shouldn't dump your previous PMBOK Guide editions, be it the 6th, the 5th, whichever one. The reason is this. The PMBOK Guide 7th Edition does not do a good enough job in breaking down the basics of project management. The basics of project management have been covered pretty well in the sixth edition, even though it's a larger publication, in the fifth edition as well, to a large degree. The reason why I often say the sixth edition is one of the best is because of chapter three that really goes in on leadership and the role of the project manager. Now that the seventh edition does not do as good as the sixth. Something else that's covered really well in the sixth edition is the general structure of project management. When you think about page 171 in the seventh edition, the breakdown of process groups is very weak. And that's the structure that a lot of beginners need for project management. They need to understand, how do I start a project? What do I do as a project manager? So as opposed to telling them, you behave nicely to your customers, you are a diligent steward, you espouse, team, think. Instead of those things which come with almost every other job in today's modern world, it is better to give them some structure such as initiating, planning, executing, monitoring and controlling and closing. Something else that the seventh edition doesn't do very well is break down the structure further from process groups into chunks of knowledge. So we call them knowledge areas. The knowledge areas are covered brilliantly in the sixth edition. It's a little bit overkill, I know the sixth edition is a huge behemoth. It's too big for sure, but it does tackle the concept of knowledge. And you can find this in the concepts, trends, tailoring and consideration for agile. To be quite honest, if I was PMI, I would say concepts, trends, tailoring and considerations for agile needs to be a separate book because there's so much great stuff in the CTTCs. Now, I guess you could say that the CTTCs are covered in its own little area in the Agile 
practice guide, if you go to pages 92, 95, thereabouts, you find the knowledge areas being covered from an agile lens as well. So even though it doesn't have the concepts, trends, and tailoring, it does have the considerations for agile, right? And that is why I would say also hold on to your agile practice guide. It has a really good breakdown of how you can see project management from an agile lens, you know, through the knowledge areas. So what does the seventh do? Well, if you look at the sixth, the sixth has some great structure. It gives you the process groups. It gives you the knowledge areas. And it gives you the concepts, trends, tailoring, and considerations for Agile. Okay? It's, it's too big. It's huge, right? It's too big. It, it did need a, 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 to, to be taken down a little bit. The seventh edition... What the seventh edition does is it blows out the PMI code of ethics into 12 principles for project management. You could call them delivery principles. That the sixth edition doesn't have. The other thing that the seventh edition doesn't have, and this is the third book I'm talking about now, The seventh edition does not replace agile. Think. And that is in the agile practice guide. Okay. Now, the principles in the seventh edition, they're progressive. However, they do not focus on agile think and that is what you will get from the agile practice guide okay so if you're trying to study for any of the more serious like really harder exams you are going to need to still understand knowledge areas process groups And of course, considerations for Agile, which are well covered in here. The seventh edition mentions the word Agile a handful of times, even though the thinking is a lot compatible with Agile, but really understanding the practices of Agile, it's not done in the seventh edition. This is why I encourage you. I've been hearing a lot of you saying, You're going to chuck your sixth edition or you're going to throw away your agile practice guide. Now your PMP, don't do that. Keep it. You're going to need the sixth edition in time to come. And you're going to need your agile practice guide. If you stay in the profession long enough, see the other reason why I would recommend keeping your sixth edition is in the seventh edition. The language that is used in the domains, guess what language it is? It is knowledge area language. Let me give you an example, page seven of part two. 
which is a little bit confusing. Some people think that the Pembok Guide 7th edition is 200 and something pages. That is not correct. It is over 300 plus pages because part one is numbered on its own and part two is numbered differently. So where part one ends at page 67, part two starts again at page one and continues to 274. So it's like 330 something pages. But anyway, going to page seven of part two, it says a project performance domain is a group of related activities. Now think about that word. You know how we use the word activity. We use the word activity quite specifically in scheduling. So when we say activity in this lens, it means something different. It doesn't mean an activity in your schedule. Can you see why you need the grounding from the previous editions to help you navigate and understand what exactly they're talking about? Okay. Now, if we look at the language, it says there are eight performance domains, stakeholders, team, development approach and life cycle, planning, project work, delivery, measurement and uncertainty. Let me show you the problem with this. You have stakeholder. You have team. You have development approach, you have delivery, you have measurement, you have uncertainty, and you have planning. How does that enable a beginner to get this concept of project management when all of these need to be planned anyway? And then you have planning as a separate thing, as if we don't plan all of these, as if we don't execute all of them. Do you get what I'm saying? As if we don't monitor them. If we have domains, we might as well just stick to the convention of process group and knowledge area because it's the same thing, even better, more effective. Do you get what I'm saying? There is absolutely no reason to use domains that are quite laborious to understand because they don't overlap in a clean way. It becomes worse. You know that image in the sixth edition on page 555? This breakdown of domains, it worsens page 555 in the sixth edition. It, it, it makes it worse. So these are all reasons, my friends, why I encourage you to not throw away the sixth edition. It's not the greatest publication. I know it's not the best. I quite prefer the Agile Practice Guide. But if you keep your sixth edition, I know it's bulky and annoying for, for many of us, but you're going to have some structure in time to come that you can go back and look at and use it to educate others. It is also a cleaner breakdown. You also have the concepts, trends, tailoring, and considerations for Agile. And as far as the Agile Practice Guide, 
it has more agile, practical agile than the seventh edition. Agile practice guide goes deep into concepts of practices that you would carry out on an agile team, T-shaped skills, broken comb, fishbowl window concept. You know, you, you have all of the agile approaches broken down to some degree, you know, like less scrum of scrums, TDD, XP, and the like. The seventh edition doesn't do that for you. I will also point out to you that the seventh edition is quite unwieldy as far as the number of definitions as well. I know people think they're getting away from definitions. No, it's pretty unwieldy as well. You know, we're talking at, about at least a hundred of these definitions that are documented in these tables and the glossary and stuff. So you, you are not going to get away from these definitions, my friends. You still have to tackle them, okay? So what the seventh edition does, the real strong point in the seventh is given some principles, you know, that people in the PMI world can use. To be quite honest, those principles, they ain't going to be used in the world of agile, mainstream agile. You know, mainstream agile is still questioning discipline agile. Mainstream agile is still questioning these principles. Are they a substitute or even worth complementing the agile manifesto? So I'm just being honest. I'm just keeping it real for you. When you talk about the seventh edition, the value it brings to the table is limited. At least the Agile Practice Guide has got the Agile Manifesto values and the principles. The Agile Practice Guide has got the continuum of life cycles. Agile Practice Guide shows you the Stacy model. The seventh edition mentions the Stacy model and fails to show it to you. Seventh edition mentioned something as graphic as the Hersey Blanchard model, and it doesn't even show you that matrix of it. It mentions the Thomas Kilman mode instrument, shows you no graphic or image of it. That is inherently hopeless to a visual learner. So I'm telling you this so you don't get carried away thinking everything is in the seventh. It is not. All right. Keep your sixth edition, keep your agile practice guide, and also take a look at Standards Plus, which has some brilliant articles, video that builds on what the seventh edition started. The size of the book, I know it looks very small, but when you boil it down, a lot of the seventh, a lot of the sixth is the second part of the sixth. So if you strip off that second part that no one reads, <laughs> you have you have content that is, you know, it's bigger than the than the seventh, but the presentation of it, the ordering of it, I think is a lot better. All right, that's my two cents. If you feel uh, the sixth edition is of no value, like 
I guess you should think again, look at these points and keep it in your library for another 10 years at least. And if at that point you feel it's, it's useless, then, you know, I don't know. I still have my Pembroke Guide second edition way back from 2004. You know, this is 17 years later, still in my library. So don't throw away your six. It's hard to find the second edition. First edition is, is hard as well. I had a copy of the seventh edition of the first edition too. I have a copy of the seventh and everything before it, but my first edition, I can't find it. So that's my two cents, my friends. I hope this gave you some food for thought. Bye for now.